1: The fifth quarter studios in Madison, Wisconsin. You're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins.
0: Hey everybody, happy Monday, episode 692 of Coach Unplugged today. We're going to pull back that curtain a little bit and let you see what happens in one of our many one-on-one calls with a com member. We're going to talk about building a program in a small town. Um, you know, I do these, I try to do at least one, one a week um just kind of showing you what happens within ttubes.com. It's not only the videos and the handouts and the community and the office. It's it's the mentoring. It's the mentoring from other coaches. It's the mentoring from me. It's these kind of calls that I think it make it such a great community and, and unique. I don't think there's anything else like it on in on the on the web. Um to so go over and check it out uh, before prices increases. I'm hoping by, you know, August 24th, they haven't, but they're going to be increasing almost 25%. So if you're thinking of joining, um, I'd jump in right now. I'll also go over and check out Dr. Dish, the number one shooting machine on the market. Um, I've said this a million times, probably in the last couple of years, but their customer service, even before they became a sponsor and we owned, we did own two of them before they did. Um, their customer service is second to none. You know, if something happens to the machine, they give you a number, you call, they'll help you, they'll walk you through it. I know there was a thing where um, it's some of it's air pressure and I was having problems and they had sent me a thing. St- it, was, it was unbelievable. They walked someone that's not that tech-savvy, through all of it, so go over and check it out. Mention Coach Unplugged; they'll give you three hundred and fifty dollars off your next purchase. All right, let's head off to the podcast. This week, we're going to talk to Coach Gibbons about coaching a small town, building a program, all those kind of things. Introduce yourself. Tell me where you're from, what your coach, and uh, we'll go from there.
1: Uh, name is uh, Joe Gibbons. Um, I am from Scranton, Pennsylvania, so northeast part of Pennsylvania. Um, I now coach at a uh, a local. Well, uh, I guess it's not it's not that local. It's about twenty five minutes north of Scranton. Um, it's a small rural school district, Mountain View High School. Um, and entering my third year there now. But uh, before that, I was i coached at uh, a local college, uh, Penn State campus, is Penn State Scranton. Um, so I was there for about four years, okay, uh, as an assistant.
0: Um, you didn't happen to work at Dunder Mifflin, I'm sure you've heard Dunder.
1: Mifflin. No, no, oh I my god, we job. love the, the
0: Memorial Basketball program, loves the office, so um, yeah. I'm sure.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. I get that a lot whenever.
0: Yeah. I'm sure you do. All right. So, um, (laughs) all right. So you went from a, a, an assistant to a head. How was that transition?
1: Um, it was, I thought I was prepared. I thought I was ready. I thought I had everything squared away. And obviously that's never, that's never the case uh, when you make that jump. Um, but it was pretty smooth. I think the, the school district I went to, they had a string of of coaches who, uh, weren't overly committed, I guess to say. Right. And, uh, if I'm going to, you know, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to go off in. So right. they kind of embraced me a lot, and uh, I had a great administration, a very supportive, great group of parents um, from all the kids and stuff like that. So, so that made it easy. But, That's good. Um, I tell people yeah, it's a big guess, move
0: from this. I, I tell people it's a
1: really big move from that one, one seat to the left. It's a really big. Oh move. yeah. The biggest thing, I, I, I guess, was and now all those all those problems and issues where I can say, oh, you're gonna have to bring that to the head coach. Now come to me. And it's right. like, oh man, now I got I got to deal with it. I tell I tell people the
0: best job. The best job might be a varsity, a vars, a high school varsity assistant coach might be the best job, and you
1: know <laughs> right headaches.
0: But you get to be the, you get to coach the kids. And you know what I mean? The headaches, and it's like your job is yeah. really not counting. I mean, you're a high school assistant coach. You're probably not gonna get fired because they're happy to have you. It's not like being a D1 assistant if he gets, you know. So it's, I think it's one of the best gigs in the world. But anyway, um, all right. So, so what's your questions for me as far as uh, the program questions, exos, whatever? Okay,
1: so anyway, um, I guess the. The, the, the first thing I wanted to kind of start with was, like I said, I'm at a, a, a rural school district. So, I mean, kids live up to a half hour away from the school. And so I do my best to get them in the gym at least twice a week over the summer uh, for about an hour and a half. All last summer, I did just entirely skill work, um, like individual fundamental stuff, offense, defense, I mean, you name it. And numbers weren't great. I had like five or six kids, um, but the five or six that were there were committed. They were always there. I didn't get a great, um, I didn't get the results I thought I would have gotten from doing that okay so um, so
0: explain to me the rules in scratch in, in Pennsylvania first of all for what you can do in the summer so th-
1: it, it's it's pretty broad the way it's written is basically as long as I'm not a representative of the school I can do whatever I want meaning basically it's almost like if I don't make it mandatory you, you're pretty much good to go you know and I don't go in there as the head boys basketball coach at Mountain View High School I'm just having an open gym where kids can come anybody can come Okay. the gym's open you want to come play that stuff okay um but there's and no I, limit on instruction or anything like there's that there's no limit on instruction okay good so and then
0: give me give me a synopsis of what you would do in a week and then i'll tell you some things i've, I've had a couple coaches i've talked to in the rural that i think can help but so give me a little synopsis of what you would do during the week like with let's say these so, five or six come in we'll talk about trying to get more of them in in a second
1: but what do you do right. with those five or six those five or six we'll usually we usually start with ball handling we'll do about 10 to 15 minutes of ball handling and then usually from ball handling, we go right into passing okay um and we'll do we'll do some just some we'll really i, I really broke it down and you know get them it's like fourth and fifth grade stuff like you get them across from each other and we're doing uh we'll start with chest passes we'll okay. go bounce passes yep. and then you, yep. you know add in the second okay. ball and that stuff okay um and then from there we i really broke it down and we did a lot of stuff on we'll go like on the, like finishing right hand left hand layups like i said i'd break it down i'd have them start one step away from the basket and just take a step and then go shoot it and then gradually back them out where they get more comfortable doing that and then we would probably you know we would do just like some shooting drills and stuff like that and, and how are um, they on those i mean how are those five or six are they able to do all this stuff effectively four of them can yeah the the, the there's there's at least two that are they're. Behind I guess you know they they can they can do it but it it doesn't look pretty okay and how many of those six play for you like Uh, so probably the four that were there uh actually got minutes this year two of them started and then started. what about the other
0: three starters where were the other three starters soccer okay they, they don't
1: they don't they For they, so the other three starters were all in on soccer i think two of them are definitely playing division three soccer okay um and then the other one uh he's still unsure about but they they would do they do like soccer all summer long all soccer's right. huge up, up at the school man
0: so um so what and, and the, 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 how did the season go what were what were the strengths and the weaknesses as far as your season so why did you not think it went well
1: i just didn't see a lot of that stuff we did kind of kind of translate um as well as i thought with those kids i mean we we would do and we, we would even do like um i thought we were weak with the basketball a lot the year before so we did a lot of like pressure, um, dribbling, or you know protecting the ball and stuff like that, and we would still just get it ripped. Okay. Um, so is, is,
0: so what's your biggest issue? Not being able to score, getting turning
1: the ball over, not rebound, not being able not being able to score. We we only averaged about forty three points a game last year. Okay. And are they, do they are they able to get shots? Yeah, but th- there's a reason they do because the other teams leave them open.
0: <laughs> okay. So here's my here's here's my thought. With, with so you can't so living in I live in a I live in a metropolitan area of about 400 000. right but we can get competition i can get competition for my 16 year old whenever i need it yeah we have that plus i realize that i've talked to several coaches who don't have that mm-hmm. who live in uh, you know up you know like um on golden pond kind of is northern wisconsin and minnesota it's you know okay. like upstate yeah. new hampshire it's crazy there's nobody they have to be able to figure out how to develop their kids if they're not playing like AAU. so i think you should you should you should work on two skills you shouldn't worry about passing you shouldn't worry mm-hmm. about. You- you should you should make them shooters and ball handlers and i would i would track the shooting like no tomorrow because if you can make four of those guys shooters shooting can make up for a lot of ill um if you on right. the whole the and then you, if you're if the boys that aren't coming know that hey we're just coming in for an hour and we're gonna shoot do you do you
1: have a gun or a machine or anything like that we don't okay. don't. I'm trying to i'm trying to get one this this year but uh it's tough going because I just talked to school into buying us new uniforms last year so. yeah
0: they're and they're expensive so, like i bought i yeah. we just bought a doctor dish that actually has all the stuff on the phone. It's crazy, and it tracks it, so you can track the makes and the misses and the workouts. And they have like all these pre-grown workouts, and everything's run through the phone. So we just got it two weeks ago. Okay. We get an old gun that's like ten years old. Um, right. but anyway, so the the only reason I like that thing, it's like it's no different than your friend's rebounding for you, but it's like a it's right. like. It, it makes them feel it's like their generation with the phone and the, i don't know. so i would do something where you like i don't, I mean you can't make it mandatory but let's come in and let's see who can make ten thousand shots kind of thing right um, yeah you know something where you it's like you know may, and then maybe you could get the soccer guys come in and say hey we're gonna go shoot for 30 minutes and then we're gonna play for 20 minutes everybody likes to play um yeah you know no one wants to come into a hot gym in july and do passing drills or you know do <laughs> I mean they, they just don't they just don't want to do it yeah so I think what you have to do is if you're if you can't get competition to increase your level then you have to increase the level on some of the skill and that's why I asked the question about what skills you need to work on you know I you know passing is obviously very important and all that stuff attacking the rim is important I'd work on shooting and I, like I said I'd work on shooting and because dr- I think that can get you out of most situations the drilling yeah. can get you out of maybe some of the the getting the ball stolen you know there's other things about pivoting and breaking and all that stuff but I think yeah. that can do it and I think and I you know I think the shooting can definitely take it you know i'd i'd make sure that each kid shot a thousand threes because all of a sudden you make 10 threes in a game and the you know if you're only averaging 40 something and you make 10 threes there's yeah 30, you know there's 30 right there so you know that's where you might want to think what do you run offensively
1: i ran a well i ran two different uh two different five out motions so i ran basically what bob huggins runs at west virginia
0: okay yep um just the
1: open post and yep. then i ran uh the five out you, you've probably seen it's just a, a side ball screen um continuous motion it, it's it's came from Europe. You you probably know. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know
0: so so about. so so. But the, but if you can pop on that, you know, I wouldn't. You know, are they? Were did did you score attacking the rim or did you score off kick? More attacking the rim. So they the rim. they have an ability to attack the rim. So now all of a sudden, when they get stopped, if you can pop it out and hit a three, I think that might help. So when did you do the shoot around?
1: I was, I usually do though,
0: um, or the workout. Yeah, it was usually Tuesday and Tuesday Thursday night. Okay, and um and did you talk to the kids that? Had conflicts figure out when they could come
1: yeah yeah i did and they would like it, it's it's crazy they would tell me they'll be there and then just not no like, i won't hear from from while well, they're gone now but i didn't hear from them for months right no, what about the yeah, younger november, november 17th so is that going to happen
0: with, so is that going to happen with the younger kids coming up let's talk
1: if they're gone let's not worry about them then. yeah what about no, yeah the, so the group the group i have coming up basically it was there's there's six of them that are, are, are pretty committed. They're sophomores now. Okay. Um, and I, I, I talked them into playing AAU in the spring, um, which took a lot of convincing. And uh, and they'll be around. We start summer league in two weeks. Hey, everybody. Hope you're enjoying the
0: podcast. Um, I'm going to do a big shout out to our two other podcasts high school hoops and teacher side gig um i do talk about them often but i don't give them a spotlight they are great high school hoops talks weekly we talk about kind of what you're going through like we've been doing a lot of um covid right now because that's where we are and and what happened with that how we're reacting to it and teacher side gig is teachers kind of looking at themselves and how they can make a little extra money on the side and uh yeah, it's just me giving back to a little bit to, to all the teachers out there that I know have to do that. So um, also subscribe and like this podcast and go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. All right, let's head back to the podcast.
1: So here's so, <laughs> this is the other problem. Before I got there, the youth program was was basically in shambles. The the coach that was there, uh, it was basically like he was the only guy that wanted to do it, right. um, and he wasn't very. Uh, people in the community didn't really like him, so kids kids weren't playing because of him, and parents weren't letting their kids play because of him. Okay. So so the so long story short, I have one kid as a freshman that. I think can ever see varsity minutes and then so my my 8th graders right now there's another only one kid that I think can ever see varsity minutes and what are the other so kids doing after the, they just there was so they just weren't playing so there was uh the year that I got there there was seven kids between 7th and 8th grade okay. and
0: so what do you what let's talk yeah. about youth programs so let's talk long term we'll talk marathon now right yeah. cuz I think that can be your short you you basically got to convince so this is similar to like 20 plus years ago when I took over the memorial program I was the only applicant can. <laughs> um, had had six winning seasons in, thir- in like 35 years, 40 years. I mean, now we've got yeah. like a couple NBA guys. It's crazy. It's, it, it, you know, I, I had to weather the storm for five or six years so the youth program could kind of come um and build right. itself. So you got to get – and how many schools are in your district?
1: Just one. It's just, uh, we just have a high school and a middle school. It's right across – elementary school. It's right across the street. Okay, so you so – I would get it's out small to the elementary.
0: Yeah, I would get to the elementary. I'd get to the middle. Say, yeah, I want to run free clinics. I want to do fun stuff. You know, give them yeah. – t- You know, have your varsity guys come and run like a Saturday morning program where you get them all. You got to get kids excited about basketball. I mean, it's and then once they get excited, trust me, the moms and dads will pop out of the woodwork because they want their kids. (laughs) I mean, if their kids like chess, they'll they'll take them to a chess club. You know, it's like you got to convince them that they want to be basketball. Right. That's like, you know, you know, I would even run a summer camp and not even charge. Just get them in the gym, get them excited, get a shirt, give them like Mm cane. Them Gatorade, whatever it takes. You just got to get yeah. excited, and then um you got to find somebody you trust that can help run your youth program, so you don't have to necessarily do it. And say, "Hey, let's come up with a plan of what we can do." You know, and then eventually, you maybe can become you know a nonprofit and all that kind of stuff. But if you're tiny <laughs> at this point, it's like, all right, let's figure out what we can do to get kids excited to play basketball. I, I don't know. I think that's right. Yeah, I think that's really important Uh-oh. moving forward because you got to think. Maybe I got to go find some seventh grade or sixth grade. Yeah,
1: well, so. I'm not in the school. I don't teach in the school. Okay. Um, I work. I work. You know. I worked in a, a private company, but um, I got the gym teacher to take over the seventh and eighth grade program for me. So okay. I have a guy in the school, and he was a bar, he coached varsity at Mountain Dew Back in the '90s, um, I trust him, and and we doubled our numbers this past year. We had 14 kids. That's awesome uh, between seventh and eighth grade. Yeah, it's just just oh, yeah. by just by getting him in there. The younger uh, program, you know, there's there's a lot of kids in it. There's probably 50 or 60 kids in there. Right. Um, it's just it was, in the past. I think. I, after that that ends at usually sixth grade and then after that I don't know those kids would just would just I don't know where they would go they would just get lost and, and not end up playing and stuff right and I don't know if it was due to that coach or if they just you know I, I don't know so
0: that's where you gotta try to make you gotta sure make make sure maybe that maybe the year between sixth and seventh you do you you pigeon that whole that year and say you know we're gonna do a three and three tournament or we're gonna do right. know, something where you can pigeon all those kids. To get, I mean, yeah, I mean, like, like I always think about, it's like we have four winter sports. We have swimming, we have wrestling, we have um, hockey and we have basketball in our school. Well, if I don't get my claws on them by the time they're, you know, they put skates on or they get in the pool. Or they go to wrestling, then I'm going to lose. So I got to try to get them as soon as I can. And, you know, maybe they're doing those other things. You know, I can't make a a kid that's played hockey since eighth grade a basketball player in three years. Right. Uh, You know, in our program, I can't do it. So – I got to try to get as soon as I can down there to get them. But I think, so I think there's two takeaways from this. I think you got to figure out something for the kids that are coming back to improve a limited skill set. I think you got to, you know, shave off that, that workload say, we're going to become and whatever it is that you want to do. I don't know. Maybe we want to be great screening team, whatever. We, or we want to be able to, maybe we only want to work on attacking the rim in our offense. I don't know. But right. I think you got to narrow that down to maybe two things. And we're, those are the two things okay. we're going to work on. And then if you think you have kids that are bought in at sixth grade, I would say, hey, or, that are going to be, they're going to be sophomores or they're going to be juniors? They, they're going to be juniors. They're going to be juniors. So I would, I would ride that horse, man, and say, hey, let's yeah. go. We're going to do this, guys. You know, maybe we got to come in in the morning and maybe we can get a couple more. If we come in in the morning, we'll come in and you'll have the whole day. We'll come in from six to seven or what do you guys want to do when's uh-huh. the best time for you so we can get everybody right. um and you know uh maybe you do it three days a week if you if you can get more of them coming in um can definitely yeah usually
1: usually we'll start we'll start two days a week between like may and may june and july and then once august i usually go like a weekend like a saturday morning right just to get a third day in there so they get busy, um yeah. and then just keep in, just keep increasing it as the as the season gets closer
0: so yeah so i think that's the first thing with your guys um you know kind of sit down and think about what you want to do and then i think the youth part is i think that's great if you took if If you feel like the seventh and eighth grade thing is kind of thick, then I would figure you know you got to think all right if you're thinking i want this job for a while i gotta go down and think about the elementary kids i gotta think about all right how can i keep them engaged Um, all boys at our games or youth night at our games or you know whatever it is i just got to try to keep them engaged or so they see me they see our boys they become engaged with it
1: so uh so the other the other kind of things i had was uh the past two years i played i played pretty slow i was thinking about this year because i have those those two bg Juniors and they're all athletic. I don't really have a a true big guy. I was thinking about playing fast a lot faster this year and getting up and down and and putting in the primary and secondary break. Oh
0: my god. If you're so so I would tell them (laughs) this is why we're gonna get in the gym this summer because we're gonna go. And you know what? If we get in the gym this summer and we're on the break and you have an open three kind of thing, yeah, you have to sell to them to why do we want to pay the price? Because you're right, yeah. I mean And then, if John shoots that and I'm running down the break and he shoots that, well, it's going to be a long rebound. I can get the offensive rebound too. So, teams are just, that's an easy sell. Trust me. I mean, that's the, like, you got to sit them in a room and say, hey, we were pretty slow. I believe in you guys. Here's what we can do. And if we want to do this, we got to get in the gym and we got to take, you know, 10,000 shots and we got to go at them. And then we could talk about pressure and you could maybe, you know, all of a sudden, put some pressure on him, do some running jumps, and I said, "This is going to be fun." Have you been watching the NBA playoffs? Yeah, we're going to play. You know, we're <laughs> going to be Houston. Let's go! But we're not going to yeah. we're not going to be Houston if you guys don't commit. Um, yeah, get in the gym, yeah. Yeah, and I think that that you are like literally selling, a, you know, a new Jaguar to them. It's not a hard sell, trust me. <laughs> They're going to want it. Yeah, I mean, we,
1: we, last year we played, we played, we got progressively faster from the first year to this past year, but we, I pressed a lot last year. I didn't necessarily run a lot offensively unless we got a turnover, but we pressed almost the entire game. And the reason we did it, so th- I always say this about our, it's all small rural schools and each team has one player that's really good. The team that usually has two guys that are really good usually wins the division right so the reason i pressed was and it's usually guards the reason i pressed was now i'm getting the ball out of his hands and making guys that don't normally shoot take quick shots and it works right. you for us a there's a, lot, a reason
0: though. they're open there's a reason you're open <laughs> right that's what i'm saying and yeah. that goes back to what i was saying at the beginning about being in a rural if you get three shooters you're gonna they're gonna think you're the you know yeah yeah it's going to be unbelievable like you know right you increase five percentage points all of a sudden it's like we got to defend him him and him right, right. that's the problem right. it's like and all these guys should like oh, man i can be a score i can you know you can help us put us on a on the map and all i mean teenage boys are have you can feed on their egos trust me it's very right, right. there's a lot of psychology with that and uh, when you do it it's like they'll buy in it's like this mob mentality it's like oh we get to go and i and, and on teen hoops i have that here i'll show you i, I was pulling it because i was showing it to somebody this thing keeps track of all the shots i have my son do so like today is the 20th this is a generic one so these are twos these are threes they're free throws and it will keep track of it um then it will put it up here and it's green because that's a good percentage. But oh, then the, wow. next okay. day, yeah. the next day, the next day, he's two for seven, you know, and then, ooh, it's not as good. So the percentage oh, goes down. Yeah. And, okay. if it gets, and if it gets red, then it's bad. I just, it's just kind of yeah. that visual thing for him to see. And then what I do is, <laughs> I find somebody that's got, that's got all those little golf, I buy those little golf pencils and I just have tons of them. Right. I lose them all the time and I just keep them there and it's like, all right, because there's something and then they can, when they get home, they can do this on whatever. But yeah. it's more about keeping track of it. Like I told you with the doctor that my son's on. He's like, he's taken 2,000 shots in the last couple weeks, but mm. whatever. He could have done that without the thing. But I like that yeah. by the time season comes around, I can say, Drew, you took 17,000 shots. Shoot the ball. You can shoot the ball. <laughs> you know? It's, it's right. a mental thing. It's like, you've done these 27 math problems. You can do this. When they see that, it's like, and then there's a little bit of a competition because yeah. what I have them do is I have them do it in partners when they're doing it and then the partner fills out the other guy. So they Okay. So, yeah. You know, you're shooting 20 shots. How many did I make? 8. Uh, then he goes and fills it out and then the other guy rebounds and then they flip so yeah, that way. Yeah. You know, they can keep track of each other's. They're kind of keeping each other accountable. I think it's a great thing. But something to keep yeah, look into that. Yeah. All right, I got to about 2 minutes, coach, and we can do this again for sure, but the other
1: so this this will be a quick one. Yep. Um we lost last year in the our district quarterfinal. And there was one point in the game where I thought I blew it for us. And I'll explain the scenario. I want to get your opinion on it. Okay. So we were, we were up three, 33-30, with 57 seconds left in the third quarter. My two, my two best guards both had three fouls. We were on defense. We got, we, there was a, a ball went out of bounds, I think. We were, the clock was stopped. Um, so I pulled my two guards because I didn't want them to pick up a stupid fourth, either one of them. And I'm thinking, worst case scenario, we go into the fourth quarter down one or tied. You know, there's 57 seconds left. Couple well, threes. we go into the fourth quarter down 37, so 33. They scored seven straight points in the last minute. And I've been kicking myself about okay. that decision for yeah. so three
0: so months. Never, now. It, never, it never comes down to one thing. So it's the same thing I tell my players. Yeah. But what I would do, especially with three, if they both had four, I get it. I'd have pulled one. I would have pulled one of them, sat the other one. And then, oh God, if that one gets one, then maybe I pull it and we slow the ball down. Or I even take a timeout at that point and say, hey, we're not shooting it again. Um, Right. You know, three in the third isn't, it's that weird spot, especially if you can go to a zone at that point.
1: Do you play zone? I don't play. Well, I have, I. I put it usually put in the Amoeba, the one one three. Yeah. But we weren't great at it this past year. Yeah. So so I, that's I, something we I should talk I'm about. Not a fan of zone. Yeah. So that's
0: something we should talk about another time because <sighs> if you're playing man, 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 and you go zone, that will take a good 20 seconds for them to figure out what you're doing. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and yeah. To reset your yeah. stuff and all that. So that's why I always think it's good, even if you're a man team, have a zone in. You know, I've yeah. done that more than once. We've played man literally for all the entire game. There's two minutes left, and we're up six. I'll go to a zone. Just because so. the, the adjustment period for high school kids is so slow. Um, right. That, you know. They got to play some defense too, coach. Come on. That's,
1: yeah. Well, that's, yeah, we kind of got out of sorts. We took a bad shot. Well, and that's and, that, and, and
0: that's something we'll, we'll talk about again at, at, at a later point. But that's where situational stuff is really important in practice. Right, yeah. So, I, you know, that's – early in my career, I didn't spend as much on time on situations. And I got a, like a, a stack of note cards about two inches tall that I've made over. And I just write down situations. This one will probably get on a note card now. And then we'll, my assistant just grabs three of them and we do one. So it's my practice and their practice. But that's a, yeah, that's a good, that was not on you. All right. (laughs) We'll talk again, coach. Um, and we'll do some zone stuff. I'm going to get you doing like a three, two, especially if you're tiny. All right, coach. Talk to you soon. Bye. Uh, All right. I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, I know I did make sure you subscribe and like, make sure you, um, go over and check out teachoops.com for coaches who want to get better seasons coming soon. And we're here to help. So, um, just like I was able to to talk through some things with coach Gibbons, I can do the same thing with you. So go over and check out teachoops.com. 14 day free trial. Have a great week.